Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We will be here for as long as it takes. We'll talk some college basketball. We'll talk some betting college basketball and some advice on how to do some things that maybe a lot of you aren't familiar with. Play Up Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over, sign up for an account, and find out why Play Up is your best bet. John Murgis is here. Boy, you got yourself in some trouble, man. I see. Yeah, you know, you try to you try to buy yourself out of some bets, and boy, man, you might get to catch some flack for it. Yeah, right. You know, doing it the right way. You know, that's old school. These guys don't realize these things. But I did. You know, you texted me and asked me what I thought. Right. And I didn't realize what you were even talking about, to be honest, because I was on the tennis court. I haven't been on Twitter that much, just to post my show, maybe say a couple things. But uh, I don't see what you did was wrong. I mean, well, yeah, you it's know, your bankroll, for goodness sakes. Yeah, and I'm trying to preserve. You know, I'm in profit for the week. You know, a little over 5000 So I lose that the first game, as we know. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, I lose Miami. I'm like, oh, boy. You know, right. all right. I take, take the negative 5750 And now I'm starting to question myself, which I usually don't do. But, you know, as, as a move of, hey, listen. Why do I want to, you know, end the week down, a, you know, a couple thousand dollars when I can just bet the other way and get out, just get out of the bet? I just didn't feel comfortable with with the uh, with the with the you know the peacock situation. You know, I'm starting to think, boy, what if St. Peter's does have God on their side? You know, I've got a million thoughts coming to my head. Of course. <laughs> and you don't want to lose, though. See, that's the whole thing. You you don't want to lose 11G. No, no, I, I definitely 11 plus. I don't want to lose that, you know. And so I decided, you know what? And I did. I did DM you. Go, Phil. What do you think? I, I just don't feel comfortable. I want to get out of this bet. Um, a couple guys chimed in on Twitter. Said yes, you know, because these guys are, you know, I followed them for a while. These guys know what's going on. You know, you're gonna lose the juice. A lot of guys don't want to give that juice back, but you got to look at the overall picture of just not, you know, not losing the bet. Um, and then I came in and live bet the over for five thousand. Uh, I'm sorry, the under for five thousand at one thirty-two, and so it didn't matter in the long run. But people have to understand that sometimes, you know, if if a, a guy like a professional uh, sports better like you or I feel that hey listen i want to take the profit that's already been made you could just buy yourself you just buy, buy out of the bet which i did which you did i was going to do that with the houston game yeah because i took houston you know i'm a cougars fan and i fanboyed it i said it on the podcast it's a fanboy bet but i just think i just like the way houston's playing i just think they're going to take care of business 
And I was on a tennis court and couldn't get it done. And I was disappointed. I was going to do the exact same thing you did, go the other way, save myself a lot of misery, and uh, you know, live for another day. And that's what sports betting is about, living for another day. You know, a or lot of these case, guys living for another another. Well, we're not going to live another 40 years, but get some more years out of this. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's the Greek. Is, yeah, this is this is how I make my living betting sports and, and, and sports, as you know, is our life. And so, you know, here it is. I'm pretty hot in the tournament. You know, I had a good week end of the week up. I don't know, ninety five hundred bucks, um, which is great. But, um, you know, there's some questions and, and people. You know, and I'm not I don't get down. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to uh, slam anybody because you know what? They're curious. Why would I do that? And and, and so this is what we're explaining here. You know, when you, you don't feel comfortable. Now, one gentleman said, um, uh, you know, I got a betting problem, everything else. No, I, I, I had a profit problem. <laughs> that's, that's what I had, and and I'm not, and I'm stubborn. I'm not gonna give that money back, you know. And so I did what I did. It's pretty unorthodox. A lot of people aren't used to seeing stuff like that. But um, hey, what's done is done. We preserve the profit, made an extra five thousand dollars, and um, and we move on with only three games left with the uh, tournament, which is very sad. Um, only for the reason is that now when you get into the major league season, which we'll get into next week or the week right, after, right? That's that's a grind every night. Every you know, night. you gotta you gotta watch the games and then get ready for the the next day, and it's just um, it's not football, it's not basketball, it's a it's a different animal. Different animal. I always play five innings, first five inning games. Yeah. Because uh, I like the pitches. I have my own power rankings, as you know. But uh, this year, I think what you're going to have to do is find a book or two that uh, allow first three inning bets. Because have you, have you seen those? I haven't seen those. Um, my friend Tony told me about them. I'm going to ask him later. I haven't had time to talk to my buddies as much as I wanted to the last couple of weeks. I've been a bit busy, as you know. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, but you know what the deal is. A lot of people think, well, what, what did he do? Did he lose all his money? No, <laughs> that hardly. Um, but the end of the day is what you did was old, I, I hate to use the term because it kind of shows us our age a little bit. It dates us. But that was an old school move. Because, yeah. you know, most of the people who are commenting on your uh, on what you did are guys who play live bets and have the, the uh, luxury of being able to bet from their phones. Now, back in our day, we couldn't do any of those things. We had to call the guy at halftime and hope they would take the action. And it was hard to hedge and hard to uh, limit your losses and go the other way. It was tougher. So it was t- it was tougher. It was tougher because you know a lot of times you know you first of all if it was 15 years ago in the situation or 25 years ago in the situation occurred, I maybe my guy you know my book would have you know that I that I used would have taken that bet and maybe he wouldn't have. Right. You know, like, you know I I already got you down. On the one side, you're down, you know, and I couldn't get it in. Then I'd have to try to use another book. In Vegas, you could probably go to any casino. Right. Doesn't matter. You just go to a different window. They don't. They don't. Uh, you know, they know a lot of guys like myself and you, but they don't care. They don't you know, care. You, 
yeah, they're they're gonna get their ten percent now for sure, guaranteed off your bet. You can go back to the same sports book writer in Vegas and, and go the other way at halftime. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I got a lot of a lot of positive messages from guys like it was a sharp move, you know. It was a very sharp move. I, I that's what I said when I finally figured when I got home. I guess it was Sunday, and I finally figured out what you were telling me. I said, "Holy crap, that's a good move." But it's all about limiting losses. And here, here's the thing. It ain't their bankroll, John. That's no. yours. Most yeah. of the people, and, and we've talked about this privately, most of the people who say they're pro sports betters aren't. And that's pretty obvious because a professional would have understood immediately what you did. Now, they may not have uh, agreed with it. you know. And then I thought to myself when I saw that tweet, I said, watch North Carolina blow them out now. and Watch Johnny catch hell for it. But you well, did the right thing. I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch. I didn't catch Hall Fort, but you know, Carolina was was a good play. Yes. And but it's all about the preservation of bankrolls. I see too many people going down, um, and then the, you know, then they're just gambling. We don't, you know, when sports betters, they don't like to consider themselves gamblers. Right. You know, they it's it's more it's like an arbitrage situation basically. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, it's it's finances. I mean, if a stock, if you buy a stock and you're holding a stock, and now the stock starts to to make a move downwards, well, you know what the best thing to do is you start shorting. Right. You know, and um, and and that's what and that's what I'm doing. Basically, I basically shorted North Carolina and said the hell with it. I'm out of this play. I don't have to worry about it. I, I still watch the game. You could tell that because now I'm live betting the uh, the under. Right, right, right. That was a great play. That was a great comeback. And I was proud of you. I said, this is how you do it. And then when you said, hey, we need to talk about this on the pod, I was all for it. Because, again, it's all about limiting losses. There's more than one way to skin a cat. And at yeah. the end of the day, you came out ahead just like you planned. You know, exactly. you went to the live bet, got on your phone, and took care of your business. and. And that's all that really matters. You don't see that a lot from folks today because they really don't understand that. And we saw that by the comments when you mentioned we should talk about it on the show. There are people who want to learn these things. And, and live betting, that live bet you made at halftime, that was money in the bank. When I saw that, I was like, okie dokie, good for him because there was no way that was exceeding the total. And that's the great thing about live betting, John, especially with these apps, is if yeah. you can get down... You can cover yourself and make a few bucks in the process. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and as you do, and as I, you know, as I especially do, I have a lot of outs with a lot of, I've been utilizing a lot more offshores now. Um, and I don't say that, I won't say the names, but along with my guy who just will take, answer the phone and take your bet. Right. Now all the offshore bets I'm making. And, you know, my one concern with offshores is getting paid. You know, they'll take your money. I know. But, uh, and, and I haven't had a problem up to this point. Eh, I won't mention the company. A couple of years ago, I had a problem collecting 40 grand. Um, eventually, it was paid. But you know what? It, it's something that I did. I, I think we explained it out. I just wanted to get out of the bet. Um, no guts, no glory. I get a lot of, but you know what? Forget the no guts, no glory. Let's use our brains and... Um, you know, try to try to figure out a way to make some money. And that's what we do every day. And that cash out thing, that's also a beautiful thing if you can utilize it. You know, I've seen people who cashed out on hitting the first seven legs of an eight-leg parlay. Right. God bless you. You should have done that. 
even if that eighth leg hits, you know how hard it is to hit a four or five team parlay. It's very difficult. And you know, in experience, in in, in my experience. Whenever you've seen six or seven wins in a row on an eight or eight wins in a row on a nine team, uh, you know, parlay, um, I, I'm telling you, for some reason, I feel as though that last game always loses. I know, huh? And it, oh, that yeah. cash out feature is pretty good. I, I've used it a couple of times with my funny little bets. You know, I always play like a full slate, five, ten bucks just to see what happens. But I haven't had much of a chance to do that the last couple of weeks. I just kind of stuck to the picks I made on the show. And you're right. I also have a few outs, not as many as you do, but I have a few. And I'm pretty lucky. And, uh, you know, we got friends here where I currently live that will help me do that even further when I get my head around it so I don't throw my money away. Because that's the most important thing. You don't want to throw your money away. The book no. already has an advantage over you. Why give them another? Why give them extra edge that they don't need or deserve? They've Be got smart, every edge. just yeah, like got... you did, and, and that was a good move. Man, I loved it. I said, "Okay, that's old school." I, I hated to say it like that, but <laughs> it's just true, though. I mean, no, it is. It is, and, and um, it's it's something that um, I don't do often. Um, but in this case, you know, it would have been a ne- by not doing that. And loot and let's let's say that um, you know North Carolina. I would have I would have definitely had a negative week, which, as I look now, is right about ninety eight hundred dollar profit. So we'll take that and um, and move on. I mean, this bet stamp is great for tracking your bets that uh, you, you turned me on to. Oh yeah, I guess I'm a sellout to bet stamp. Um, um, that's what I heard. You know what? I, I I'm a sellout to transparency and legitimacy. That's what I am. Yeah, we're just trying to be honest. Man. What, what, are we trying to hurt people? Are we, are we trying to put, push our plays on people? As you, as you see, no. No. We plays out. Um, maybe maybe that's maybe that that's that's my downfall is that every bet that I make, I post on Twitter to le- and leave myself you know out there, but. Hey, listen, I'm just trying to help people out. You know, I'm not trying to make money off anybody. I've never asked anybody for a dime. Right. Um, you know, I don't hear you. I don't I'm done you. with that now. I don't sell picks anymore. I have a couple of people still, well, a few people, but they were with me long before that, before I started. You know, the only reason I even did it in the first place is because I lost my radio gig. You know, I have a family to support too, and that extra income there, that was a nice thing, you know. I, I want to keep my role for that. Exactly. When I exactly. get done with this sports betting thing, that's when I remove it all. But that extra income from the radio, you know, that helped. That that paid the rent. You know what I there's mean? No, yeah, there's nothing. There's listen, there's a lot of guys out there that uh, that's that's their business. They they study, they do their homework, they handicap, they sell they sell picks because these these guys might only bet a unit a game. Maybe a, a thousand, five hundred, whatever thousand. it is, yeah. And, and then they supplement their income by selling those picks. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Nope, I um, sure don't. As long as you're transparent about the losses as well as the wins, you know. We have guys that come on this podcast that uh, sell picks, and I, and I retweet them because yeah. over time they've proven how good they are. But when they come on the podcast, you already know. Because they put their work in. Now, are they perfect? Do they have flawless uh, win rates, win loss percentages? No, nobody does. Nobody does. Come but on. I don't decry anyone unless you're stealing. You know, unless you're taking exactly. advantage. Exactly. And the guys that sell their picks that you and I know are transparent. Their picks are monitored. 
they're the first guys to admit if they've had a lousy run um and you know they'll work even harder a lot of these guys will they'll i have no problem with 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 the transparent guys that are selling picks i don't have any problem with that you know yesterday we did a tennis show i've struggled with the tennis all year and that's because i got back into coaching and i'm thinking differently again you know thinking like a coach yeah and, and yesterday we came out like uh half a unit ahead and i was happy because you know what at least you didn't lose if you played every one of those picks you won something if you played all the dogs you won all those but uh but I make sure to tell people that too. You know, last year in baseball, I remember having a week. I think I started out, John, about zero and eight, and right. I wrote I wrote on Twitter after an zero and eight start, I've rebounded. I hit six dogs, and now we're ahead. Go look, you know, stuff like that. But some guys don't do that. Those are the guys that you know. I just ignore. I might still follow them, but I just mute them. But there's a lot of folks out there today. I think that are due for a humbling. And I think it's going to come because, quite frankly, no one wins like some of these guys do. No one does. How would you get a bet down if you win 80% of your bets? Well, as you see, as you see different guys out there, I mean, you know, you will get you, you'll get limited. The, the, the word ban became so prevalent in the sports betting world and these companies, sports books and, you know, in general, don't want other people to see the word banned. So you know what they do now. Limit. You go to put your bet in, they'll only take $2. Yeah. Well, we know who banned. those places are. Forget those guys. Those aren't bookmakers. No, those are corporations that yeah. don't know what the hell they're doing, man. I wish they would. Uh, I, hey, listen, I'm, 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 I'm open uh, to come in and, and help them right the ship. There's a way to do it without banning or limiting guys. Um, and I know how to do it. So do you. If I had the money to start my own book, and I don't, but if I did... I would take Spanky's action and a hundred other people's like him. I'll take all their action. And you know why? Because he's going to, you know, as often as he tells us when they don't, it's as often as he tells us who does. Right. And that word of mouth, and they're not as sharp as Spanky and his crew. He also has about 10 or 12 people working for him. Oh, and, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. You know what? He wins more than he loses. There's no doubt about it. And he doesn't have the- any bit. He doesn't have. Why would he tweet his picks out? Why would he ever do that? Or his win-loss record. He ain't selling nothing. He ain't got... Most pro sports bettors I know wouldn't let you know who they are, publicly anyway, or what they're picking. Now, I got guys who have their own private Slack chats, and I'll go over and hang with them sometimes when I have the time to do it. But there's a big difference between pro sports bettors like yourself, like Spanky, my friend Fats, our friend Fats. He's a pro. He's legendary. These guys are legendary. And... The end of the day is we're trying to help you get to that point, too, if that's what you want to do. But that's 1% of the betting population, not Twitter. Twitter has nothing to do with any of that stuff. (laughs) Not not at all. Gambling Twitter became its own animal. I know, know? and it's cannibalizing itself, too. (laughs) It really is. Hey, it's going to implode like the DI. I'm going to watch another implosion and this time i'll probably be smiling when the di closed well, yeah i cried okay i did i cried i cried 
<laughs> I'm glad you weren't in the building for the implosion. I'm surprised I wasn't. You know, when it became a corporation, I wasn't one of their favorite people, but they had no choice because the big tuna made sure I was covered for Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they got our guys out, and they put these corporate guys in. And they, you know what? They had a hard time early on, too, by not keeping the, the, the legends, the, the, the pro sports book managers around and thinking they're, you know, All these corporations think that running a sports book or, you know, operating a, you know, a a sports book is easy. It's not easy, man. It's not easy, man. Just like sports betting and handicapping. If anybody thinks it's easy, you're a clown. And and that's just the truth. I got it. But I'll tell you this with some of these sports books. You know, what I learned from the old guys, I know the the boys, as they used to call them. Remember those boys? Is we play the long game. We don't play the short game. And, and a lot of these companies play the lo- short game. Yes. You know, uh, at the end of the day, I remember I was just a kid, and I, I asked Frank, I said, why are you so happy that that person won $100,000? He said, because I'm going to get it all back. And did you see all the people watching that guy? They're yeah, all going to give press. me their money. It's good press, man. Of course you, it you, is. You know, you're showing that you're paying out uh, big wins, and everybody wants to get get in on that, you know? Of course um, they do. It's the nature of the business. It's all about greed and money. And if you understand problem. people and human nature, I'm going to flock to the guy I know for sure won 100 grand before I flock to the guy that claimed it. I want to see it. And in Vegas, they made sure you saw it. Remember they, the old Vegas? They would take oh. pictures of you under the horseshoe, for example. Oh, Or absolutely. wherever it was, yeah. And you'd hear you'd hear about guys, you know, you know, collecting big, and boy, you want to get close to him, but this guy must know something. What does he know? Um, yeah, that's another one, right? They can't yeah, be that good. As the famous Dave Sherpin says, uh, nobody knows shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the truth. Nobody, no, really, really, nobody knows shit. We do our best. We try to get on the right side. We we put our work in, and you know, it, it, if if it works out more than fifty three percent of the time. Well, then we're, we're going to make money. Um, that's and, exactly and that's, right. that's all we're trying to do, man. We're just trying to get we're just trying to get into the high fifty percent win win margin. And if we can do that, I mean, heck, in the long run, nobody's going to win seventy percent seven out of ten games. It's impossible. Nope. And I always I always run from the folks that tell me how smart they are, because you know what? You're you're the same as everybody else. You unless you know people inside the game in the ban- on the bench the coach or whatever or know something that everyone else doesn't know and 99% 99.9% of the human population doesn't know you got you're the same as everybody else exactly you're just making a guess based you know, on you your a, research you make a good point about unless you know somebody boy you know it, it, as you and I have watched these games I, I think this tournament, I've seen some of the worst officiating the worst. of any tournament that I've ever seen. Oh, word. That's and, the truth. Yeah. Man. And as I talk to people and as people chime in, whether it be Twitter or guys that I talk to personally, there's a problem getting getting you know good referees. It's, it's something that you know back in the day, um, guys would want to be high school uh football, basketball, baseball umpire. Right. You're just not getting the people to do it at the youth level nowadays. And then to move up, you know, you can start out as a high school referee. And if you're good, you're going to get noticed because scouts that are out there looking at, at teams, there's also scouts looking for, for officials. Always. And there's not the, there's not the quality of officiating 
that I was that I was used to seeing in the old days. This, like I said, this has been the worst officiated tournament, for, hands down, than any tournament that in, in the past years. And it's sad. Um, is it is it done? Is it done uh, on purpose? I don't like to get into that, only because you know you question the integrity of the game. And I, as I've talked to you privately. I think that we'll see enough in the coming years that we'll start to question the integrity of the game. And it won't be the players. It's not going to be the coaches. It's going to be the officials. Oh, you know? yeah. You know, you made a good point, too. One of the biggest problems, when I was when I first moved to Vegas, actually before that, when I was in high school, I started officiating. And, you know, parents would give you a hard time. Coaches give you a hard time, whatever. When I went out to Vegas, I was roughing for a few years. I got to know Jerry Tarkanian a bit, and because the Lowe, shark. yeah, because his wife was a customer of ours at the at the club, right. so she hooked me up and he let me referee a couple scrimmages, and I twisted my knee, and Frank said no more. He wouldn't let me. But the problem today is is that these officials can't handle getting screamed at. You know, oh, they're disrespecting me. You know, that's all part of the game. And sometimes these things turn violent, which isn't part of the game. Guys hit them with ball bats or whatever. And at the end of the day, who wants to put up with that crap? So you're dealing with the very, very, very few who are willing and thick-skinned enough to handle it. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're good officials. And I think that this is one of those situations. It's some some of the calls... And, and I'm like a two or three conference guy like you. I like the Big Ten. I like the ACC. I like the SEC. Okay, Big 12 I like a bit too. And the Mid-American. Okay, five, Mid-American. And I watch those leagues. And every conference is officiated differently. And that's tough to take too. You know, look at the Big Ten. People say, well, the Big Ten's a paper tiger. No, right. they're a lot. they let them play in the Big Ten and they get physical and then you got one night where they're playing and the referees are go, okay, we're going to let the boys play a little bit, let them decide the game. And then the next time they play, they're getting touch fouls. And there's not much consistency there. The coaches can't say anything about it in the pressers because they get fined for it. So how do you, how do you fix that? I don't know. They're, they've tried, Phil, as you know, they've tried with from the NFL to – the, you know, the NBA. Now, the NBA, these officials nowadays, you know, ever since Donnie, these guys are full-time officials. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, it's always been a problem because officials have always, you know, been part-time employees of the leagues. And, um, you know, you're right. The different conferences are officiated differently. And, you know, a, 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 an offensive charge is called more in the – in the uh, in the big East that would be in the big 10 um, guys putting their shoulder down, you know, uh, under the basket, you know, guys flopping. Um, I see a lot more. Th- this is one, another thing I've seen a lot more of is going to their replay, you know, going to the replay uh, video and, and checking things out. Now you can't check fouls. Um, you know, that's one thing that they don't look at, but they look at, you know, how things are set up. It's, it's just, it's, it's very confusing for a, a new um, sports better as you have to, 
and, and there should be more information out there. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start looking for it. How games are officiated. They don't have a list of college officials that I've seen. Have you? I haven't seen any of those. Like, we get them in the uh, professional leagues. Yeah, yeah. We know who uh, calls flags and who doesn't. We know who throws flags on, say, for example, roughing the passer. Right. Um, who kicks people out the most. Like, in baseball, we know how a home team, how many times the home team wins when that official's there, little things. But we don't see that as much in the NC2A. I have not seen any of that. I haven't Maybe. seen anything. I've looked I've looked around. You know what I just, the, the things that I, I look for, and there's some good guys out there that, uh, that, 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 that post the information. But, you know, for years, you didn't get the direction. I mean, do you know every 32 NFL stadiums direction, what direction they face? No. Um, now you do because there's people that have that have put put it out there. Right. As far as you know, if the wind's blowing from the north, the, the you know the stadium's going east to west, the south end zone. You know, I mean, different things that you look at. There's so much more to take into consideration, and guys like you and I have had to adapt to it. Oh yeah. Um, it all, never all, used to be that way, did it? No, no. We go in there. We. You know, we talked to a few guys, you know, they won three in a row. They're given six points. I mean, it was a different animal. Now there's, uh, it's it's a lot more technical stuff. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I defer to guys, not for my final decision, but to get this technical uh, analysis and, 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 and the technical aspect of sports betting is something I leave for what I call, you know, I refer to them, the young sharps. Yep. The yeah. young sharps look at this stuff, and so they'll share their information with me. But uh, it's going to be sad to see college basketball go, my friend, you know. Oh, I, We're know gonna huh? I, I, I love college basketball. Uh, I love watching it, too. We have a couple of really good games here tonight, too. And, and one other thing I want to bring up real quick. Yeah. Um, when I lived in Las Vegas, and I lived there from 83 to full-time from 83 to about 2000, and then I went back for like six months before I went to Greece, we weren't allowed to bet on UNLV games for obvious reasons. Right. So when you're in the state of New York and they allow betting, then they're not going to allow you to bet on those college teams because it's easier to get to a college athlete than it is to get to a pro athlete. It is far easier. Always easier. Way and, easier. And, I mean, and, there and, were and, pictures in Vegas of uh, the, some of the players on that national championship team sitting in hot tubs with professional gamblers. So, I mean, <laughs> let's face it. And and then when the Maloofs purchased uh, the Sacramento Kings, right. we weren't allowed to bet Sacramento Kings games. I believe they still owned the Santa Fe then before they bought the Palms. I think right. it was the Santa Fe, John. I'm not sure, but I think yeah. it was. And you weren't allowed to bet Kings games because of obvious reasons. I mean, they knew things that you didn't. They own the team. So, yeah. you know, them setting the line. And back then, you know, most of the clubs and the books had their own handicappers, set their own lines. And you didn't see all this limiting because those guys have just as big egos as we do sometimes. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, I try to keep my ego in check, but sometimes you can't help yourself. You know, I was going to ask you, Phil, the, 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 the Maloofs, they bought the Kings, they bought the Palms. I noticed on my tri recent trips out to Vegas, the Palms wasn't open. I well, mean, it's not. It's, it's, they're selling it as condos now. I heard. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. they were. You know what they were doing? They were housing the homeless people during COVID, but now they aren't. And you can see that's a big problem on the strip now too. What it never used to be. 
But yeah. that's neither here nor there. We've got a couple NIT yeah, games let's, tonight. Let's, the NIT, man, it's the not invited tournament. Yes. Yes, the not invited tournament. But we haven't talked about the NIT once this year. But we're going to do it today just for the heck of it. St. Bonaventure is a one-and-a-half point favorite. They take on Xavier tonight, 140-and-a-half point total. What do you like about this game? Are you going to do anything with this? Because I am, actually. Well, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do, because it seems like you've been doing your, your homework and research. Is What I'm going to do is I'm going to tail you for $1,000 a game. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know, man. I, I, we, we did okay during the tournament. Ambrose and I did the games. We did the pods together because he lives down the street from me. So it's it's simple to get him on board. You know, he knows my schedule. It's crazy like you do. I'm right, not going right. to give out what that is or where I'm working now, but I am back in the tennis business full time and I'm loving every second of it. But this one here, St. Bonaventure is down to a six-man rotation. The thing is, though, is they really do travel well. This is basically a home game for them. You know, they're in New York. They're five hours away from the Garden. But that short bench rotation is going to be really difficult to overcome. The other things that make me nervous about St. Bonaventure, 6-3-1 and one against the spread in their last 10. But just 2-3-1 and one against the spread on neutral courts. Xavier, as you know, yeah. fired their coach after the first win of the NIT. They nice lost move. their yeah, lot nice move. <laughs> lost lost their best player Paul Scruggs, he's out. He blew out his knee. They've had three very close NIT games. If it gets real close, you know, they have ver- the better foul shooting team, so if you're playing the uh, side, keep that in mind. Xavier's is 2 and 8 against the spread in their last 10, 1 and 2 against the spread on neutral courts. But that under is appealing to me. St. Bonaventure has that six-man rotation. At some point, the Paul Scruggs injury is going to matter. And I think it's going to matter tonight. I and think I'm, you bring up a good point. That that under it, that, that total at 140, geez, that's a lot of points, man. I mean, you know, for two teams that don't even, well. You know, yeah, they did score. St. Bonaventure score. did score. but Yeah. But this is different now. You know, they didn't score enough to get in the NC2As. And Xavier, without Paul Scruggs, they lost one of their best perimeter defenders. They lost their leading scorer. He's all of those things. And they've had such close games even with him. So I kind of wonder about this one, but I don't wonder about the total. I really like the uh, under here. And most places you can get now for 140 and a half. Well, you know what? We we love the hook. He's probably going to... Move up. I, I don't see a lot of people taking the over, but then there's not going to be a lot of action on this game. Um, it's it's surprising, you know, the Atlantic Ten doesn't get the uh, the respect that maybe they should. You know, Bonaventure had a 12 and five conference record, um, but then again, you get, you're looking at Xavier out of the Big East, and you know when you're talking about the Big East, you're talking about some better ball. And yes. So in, in, in this in this case. With the situation going on, yes, I'm going to definitely tell you you're under 140. Um, that's you do like the under. Absolutely, I love okay. the under. That's I'll the definitely play tell like. the under 140. And if I were to play the game, and you know what, just for shits and giggles, I might play the game. Right. Then my play would be Xavier plus the one and a half. It'll probably it it could come down to a, a pick 'em by game time. So I'll probably. 
get that bet in within the next 30 minutes. I'll go to Five Dimes or Bodog, one of the ones that I have access to. I don't have access to the same books you do, but right. But I think that I think the the under 140 is is a play. I, you know what I'll do to to keep everybody happy? I'll play them for the same, a nickel apiece. 500 on the under 140, 500 on Xavier plus the one and a half. Those are my official plays right there. There you go. You know what? I would even probably take a sprinkle on Xavier on the money line as the dog. If they yeah, co- you... if they cover that one and a half, they're going to win. Yeah, I wish they were getting more. They had to get more on that money line. But you know what? It's worth a sprinkle. You, you, and you know what? I always have the right to change uh, what I'm betting. I might take the uh, just the money line now that you mentioned it. It's plus 105. You know what? I'm cheap. Why lay the why, why lay the why lay the ten cents big? Right, I'll t- huh? I'll just play the money line. There you go. That's what I would do. Um, like that little sprinkle on St. Peter's money line. One of uh, one of our mutual friends jammed it and gave someone else credit, but that's okay. Good for them. Yeah. As long as they win, I hear they don't win very often. So when they do, I'm glad I could contribute. Hopefully, absolutely. That, hopefully that person uses that money to pay his debts. But I don't think so. Anyway, Washington State is a one-and-a-half-point dog. They're taking on Texas A&M. That number is 133-and-a-half. Wow. This one here could be rough, man. I don't know. Uh, you're looking at two teams, John, who've won each of their NIT games by double digits. I don't yeah. know, man. I think everybody and their mother is going to run for that total over or look to play over on 133-and-a-half. Yeah, the one three thirty-three and a hook total is uh, over is probably a, 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 a solid play. You know, remember, Phil, we we don't know. I mean, these are the these are the last four teams left in the uh, in the tournament, right? So, I mean, these teams will play early on. I mean, I, I kind of you know ignore the NIT early on because you don't know some of these guys don't want to be there. They're disappointed. They didn't make the big show. Whatever it might be. Right. But in this case, you're right. Both these teams are, you know, have have won their games by double digits. And um, you have to excuse me, I'm a little under the weather today, but I'm still uh, still still well enough to to uh, still sharp enough to handle this action. Yeah, we can handle this action. Um, I don't want to use the word lean, but I do like Texas A&M in this spot right here. I think so. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just a game where somebody's going to run out of, uh, out of gas. And Texas A&M, a higher seed, they've played pretty even these teams all year. I mean, the record, their conference record's pretty even. You know, I mean, they, I, I just, and this is not just me. It's, it's a good friend of mine. He's like, man, the Aggies are the play tonight. So, and with that said, I do like Texas A&M. That total, I mean, I, I'm always fearful that, uh, as they call it, the public will be jumping all over that 133.5 over. So I'll lay off that. Yeah. But what I will do is I will bet a nickel on Texas A&M minus two. This way, the, what the games we talk about on your show, I'll actually bet. I'll post them. Um, a little later on, I'll post them a little later on, more uh, closer to game time. But I'll bet them now. There you go, because you're gonna, that number is going to move. You know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the things that I noticed while watching Washington State is they jumped out to that five and zero start, right? And then they went to hell. 
And a lot of people think it's because the talent wasn't, maybe they were a little overrated, but they haven't been healthy since then. And no. since they've been healthy, they're fully healthy. They've been rolling through teams. Okay, they're 0-3 against the spread in neutral court games and 4-6 and against the spread over their last 10. But again, they've won all their games by double digits in the NIT. But Texas A&M, the, the thing that they're going to do tonight is they're going to hit them? They're going to hit the Cougars with so much ball pressure. They're a full court defensive team. Yeah. They're actually elite at it, like in the top twenty, I believe. Um, they do have a high turnover rate, and one of the things Washington State is very good at is forcing turnovers. That's why the spread is the way it is. But I think that Texas A and M comes through anyway. They almost have to, I think. I think so. They should have been in, they should have been invited to the NCAA the NCAA tournament, but they weren't. And they got a chip on their shoulder, and I like chips on shoulders. And well, they have the, a shot to win. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. They got a chip on their shoulder. They're coming out. They were slighted by not getting into the big dance, and so they're out to prove something. And it wouldn't be surprised they win the whole damn thing. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised either. I think the final, whoever they play, if they are the team that makes it is going to be quite interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. Great stuff today, partner. Hey, I had a good time, Phil. Sorry I'm a little bit under the weather, but you know what? That happens sometimes. I'm, I'll, I'll feel better when I, when I win some bets. I feel like I got hit by a sledgehammer today. I know. Both of us oh. both of us fought through it, brother, but we did it. We sure did, man. You can find John on Twitter at capital M-U-R-G-E-S, capital J-O-H-N. Follow this guy. He's got all the, you know, there are a lot of folks out there who claim that sportsbook managers and uh, casino managers follow them. This guy gets them to respond faster than you can uh, shake a stick. (laughs) So follow him and learn from the master himself. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank PlayUp for sponsoring this show. That's PlayUp.com. Head on over, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is your best bet. And speaking of bets, all picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked at betstamp.app. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves, be good, and most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.